This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Miscreants on the Moon podcast. I feel like it's been a whole year since we've seen uh, every one of you. I think it has, too. Wow. <laughs> but uh, Crazy. Anyway, I'm Jacob. That other uh, smooth, silky voice you hear in your other <laughs> ear is uh, Hayden. Yep. <laughs> and we decided that it's a new year, uh, new us. We're changing the format of the pot. No, I'm just joking. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been doing pretty well recently so we've decided to change everything up and uh lose all of our listeners so um wild it's been a wild ride here. guys we don't we don't want you anymore <laughs> <laughs> what is it that Aunt, like andy from toy Story? i don't want to play with you anymore and he drops th- <laughs> anyway uh we decided to take a look back at the was 2022 a good year? I don't know, man. <laughs> Not, like, in general, but I guess for movies and stuff. I feel like it was a real mixed bag. It was fine, yeah. There were some great <laughs> movies and TV shows there. Yeah, for sure, but there's and, also and, some, and, and, some awful stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. It was just There was so much bad stuff, too. <laughs> it's like... I saw we'll talk about it later a movie that is like now resides in my top five movies of all time and i also saw like one of the movies that i have hated the most out of anything that i've ever seen yeah so, glad we're on the same page here. it's it's been a, it's been a roller coaster man it's been <laughs> wild yeah anyway uh so this week we're doing a little bit of an award show <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we've got 11 categories here so uh, the categories are, just so everybody knows, uh, we're we don't get to talk ab- we don't get to talk about music and video game as much on this podcast. I do feel like the video game thing might change next year. There are a couple of There's a, titles that yeah. are coming out that I think w- the stars will align and we'll both play them. So. I think so as well. A- at the very least, um, two of them at the- least. What are the two of the, what are the two? Uh, I know the Star Wars one. Star Wars and Spider Man. Spider Man, right? I forget that's coming out next year. And then maybe I know that I'm going to play the Harry Potter one because I heard that you can it lets you kill people in it. Wait, what is this game? While you're a student, huh? What is the is this the like, Harry Potter the Hogwarts this, whatever thing? Is this finally coming out? Yeah, it's coming out in February. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, if you okay. pre-order it. If I I think I'm not gonna pay extra for it, but if I have to pay extra to get this feature, I might just not play the game at all. But <laughs> okay, I I read somewhere that if you pre-order the game, you get access to the unforgivable curses, <laughs> just like off the jump. Okay, <laughs> you can just go around. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I really hope that I pre-order it and get those spells and I can just run around and um, it makes combat super easy because so, you can just one-shot everybody. <laughs> and uh, if that is what the game turns out to be, it'll be getting five stars from me whenever we review it. And if that's not what the game is, it'll be getting half a star from me. So... Um, 
whoever's making this game, I guess Warner Brothers to some extent. You heard it here first. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see the other Warner Brothers thing that came out? The the Gotham Knights one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. I I didn't even. Uh, buy I, it. I was so excited, and then it just kept remember, going down. So next week we're going to be doing our look forward into 2023 and what we're most anticipated for. I do remember both of us talking about being really excited for that game, mm-hmm. and then as more and more stuff like gameplay footage and stuff was released the less and less excited i got and it got to the point where i just didn't even bother with buying the game which is kind of sad but you know same it'd be like that sometimes tough but anyway back to the categories we're gonna do (laughs) best music of the year um best video game we're gonna go through and do the worst performance in a tv show or movie best performance in a tv show or movie then we're gonna do uh, our top three worst TV shows, our top three best TV shows, top three worst movies, and top three best movies of the year. And then to round it out, we're going to go with the biggest bag fumble of the year, which I, <laughs> we've said it many times. Um, there are lots of individuals and studios and just companies in general that have fumbled the bag this year. We're just going to pick our what we think is the biggest one. Uh, then we have our favorite moment of 2022 along with our favorite episode of the show that we recorded. So, uh, that's the slate for today. So I guess we'll, we'll get right into it with the first one. Um, also I have some honorable mentions littered throughout the list that I'll bring up just cause there's some stuff that didn't fit onto my, onto my, uh, my list for one reason or the other. And I still feel like we might want to talk about it. It, some of them might have ended up on Hayden's list, so that'll be fine, but hmm. I know one of them for sure is on one of Hayden's list. It just barely didn't make the cut for me. So I'm sure it's a TV show. <laughs> yeah, it yep. is. Um, it hurt to leave... I, I don't want to spoil it and say what it is, but if we're thinking of the same thing, it hurt to leave it off, but I, I, I had to. I, it's, I think we should preface all of these are our opinions. Yeah, don't get mad at anybody. These aren't objective. These aren't objective at all. Um, I can think of a couple things on here that one thing in particular that I know a lot of people liked quite a bit, and uh, I didn't like it. So it's on my well, like like Hayden said, it's it's strictly opinions. Speaking of opinions, Hayden. (laughs) Yep. What was uh, the best music of the year for We're you? Just going like album wise. It can be an album, a single, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if I'm if I'm gonna choose one thing, I mean, I've been playing it more than anything this year, probably at this point. I, I've been listening to it like nonstop for like two months, and it's just uh, uh, melt my eyes, see your future. Oh, I love that album. Yeah, it's, that's on my. It's great. That's uh that is my like first runner-up i guess yeah it's it's probably it's my favorite great. album for the year uh so. for anyone who doesn't know it's a denzel curry album it's uh the farthest he's strayed experimentally it, it seems with his his personal like lyrical sound his flows and things like that it's it, it's great mm-hmm. um the deluxe album that he released with the cold-blooded soul remixes of all the songs great this uh like it, it it is um it was it was so good 
Uh, I'm I'm really upset at the, <laughs> that that when we went to that Kid Cudi concert, he didn't open. Uh, yeah. He opened at some of the shows, but the show that we went to, O Seven O Shake, I think is her name. She opened, which mm. she was good, but Denzel Curry is just uh, one of my favorite artists currently currently going. So yeah, I was upset. I almost went to his concert uh, on his tour earlier in the year as well, but it was like two days after another concert that i was going to i I was like i I can't i can't go to i can't spend the money to go to two concerts in three days so (laughs) speaking of um is there anything else you wanted to say about the album no that's that's pretty much it you covered it's your favorite i mean i just i just enjoyed it i didn't mean to hijack your pick no you're fine i i I enjoyed it and i heard i enjoyed what you were saying so (laughs) <laughs> it hurt to leave it off. It's okay. Um, I think I know what yours is, anyways. It is. It's. Yeah. I said before it came out that it was going to be my album of the year. It was and uh, continues to be. <laughs> uh, I've listened to it a lot this year. It's um, Pusha T's album. Uh, it's almost dry. It's so the Pusha T concert that you and I both went to. That was mm-hmm. the one that was two days before Denzel Curry's uh, in the same venue, actually. And J.I.D. was in the other part of the venue the same night we were there. And he had a good yeah, album, there too, was a lot. Year. Yeah, there was a lot right there yeah. uh, all at once. Honestly, if they had been... If they had performed three nights in a row, maybe I would have just gotten a hotel room and got tickets to all three of them. But with cool. the dead day in between, I just couldn't justify it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what am um, I going to do there? <laughs> I guess yeah, there's enough to do in Atlanta. There's, but... uh, six Flags. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't for care for amusement parks that much though. So yeah, it'd be all right. But regardless, yeah, this um, this it, Pusha T's been rapping for a long time. It's been uh, twenty years at this point. I think his first album, uh, back when him and his brother were in clips together, was O two. It might be O four. I can't remember, but. It's, he's been he's been here a long time and um the themes of his uh songs are largely the same that's one thing that he gets <laughs> he does catch some flack for but this one i feel like this is the most comfortable that he's been mm-hmm. um as an artist these are uh some of the best the best produced songs oh for um, sure <laughs> at least for, like i wouldn't say that there are other songs that he's done that I think have better production that goes along with them, but this, from uh, cover to cover of the album, has the most consistent high-level producing. It was um, Kanye West, who pushes he does not associate with anymore, which, that's a shame. We haven't talked about it on the show, but just that's... Yeah. He, he, it's, can't blame him. It, it, I mean... Dude's cra- just gone. Can't blame, can't blame Pusha T. Yeah, I can't blame Pusha T. Can't blame Kanye. I was Kanye just wanted to make sure that out was, of his mind. Just wanted, to make, blame sure, him just wanted to make sure that was clear. Because yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry I should have specified. No, <laughs> My bad. Kanye, um, get it together. <laughs> yeah, it was... That's a that's a crazy thing that happened this year was that... Mental health-wise, he's been kind of on the... On the downward slope for a while, but it just took a, took a turn. But... Um, he's still 
did a good job pro- producing uh, the songs that he did, and then and that was uh, the, well, the, the with, producing was done like Pharrell with the other the year, half, right? Or like even last year, or not? Yeah, even, it was done late last not year. Not last early, year at this point, but like twenty twenty one, late twenty twenty one. Yeah, late twenty twenty one, early uh, twenty twenty two. Uh, some of the stuff was even <laughs> done before Donda came out. So, um, they've been working on this album for, or Pusha T's been working on this album for. Of like four years leading up to it being released, so fair enough. Um, did you say? But yeah, that like Pharrell did the the other half. Yeah, so Pharrell was his first producer um, back when he was in Clips. He produced those albums, and then uh, Kanye did most of his newer stuff. But uh, Pharrell usually comes on and does a song or two. But this one, he he did half the album so it, it's it, it's great because i know you've listened to the album and i think we've mm-hmm. talked about this even before the concert was that there are two distinct styles of production mm-hmm. and they mix it up is in on the album so well you can actually go they he released a different version on the of the album on streaming where it's like he splits the album up by who produced it. The first half is all the stuff that Kanye produced, and the last half is all the stuff Pharrell produced. So, like, mm-hmm. those sound very similar. It has a very specific sound, but when you mix it in, it's very interesting, and it changes it up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think that Pusha T is the best pure rapper when it comes to his delivery um, in the game right now. But... Uh, maybe not the best storyteller maybe not the best performer and things like that but just the pure like delivery of his lines i think that i think he's got that i mm-hmm. i might be biased he's been my favorite for a while so and i, I had a few uh, like songs off the album in my top 100 like playlist that spotify makes every year and i didn't start yeah. like listening to obviously i didn't start listening to those songs until like before we went to that concert like a week before or maybe not even mm-hmm. Like you listened to the concert for the first time on on your way to Atlanta. Okay. I remember you told me that. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. Because I listened um, to that and I listened to something else. I don't think it was crazy. I don't think it was Denzel's. I think it was Joey Badass's album on the way down mm-hmm. to. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have any other honorable mentions you wanted to bring up? I have... To one that I know that you'll think of, and well, one ahead, that, you can go ahead and say that one if you want. Well, I, I'll go ahead and say "Few Good Things" by Saba. Um, mm-hmm. It's another person that I that I saw in concert. I saw four people in concert this year. Maybe, maybe we'll cover them all. But yeah, that that um, Saba's always good. He's a he's he's um, an independent artist, so uh, he he doesn't get that much. Um, exposure, but he's he's definitely coming up. I, I I keep hearing more and more people, um, playing his music and things like that. So that's great for him. But I think that he 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 released uh, his album in February, so it was extremely early in the year. It kind of um, I didn't really forget about it, but I played it less and less as the year went on, just because there was so much good music that came out. But I listened to it the other day, and it's still it's um it's it's. He's one of the the best storytellers with his music. I I think he he really paints a picture of what he's trying to say, and I I, I think that album is 
probably his best one so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, go ahead. I just wanted to like throw I <clears throat> an honorable mention. Like I thought of just sitting here. It's a one of the last two albums Brockhampton released. It, it's the family. It came out like a week before their last, like the technical last one. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. It's very different. Uh, they're a rap group. Yeah. Um, and if people don't know who they are, they all met on a Kanye West forum online back when he was mm-hmm. not crazy in the public. At least. I, he's always been crazy. It's just like the, the comments probably it, it's, it's like the, I think the care, like he, I think he used to take better care of himself and the people he used to surround him with mm-hmm. reined him in more. I think yeah. what's really interesting on Netflix, there is a a, a Kanye West like three part docu series that came out earlier in the year, mm-hmm. uh, especially in light of what has happened after that with some of his the comments that he's made and uh, the continued down spiral that we've seen of him. Um, it is a documentary made by one of his friends from early in his career that he filmed him with the purpose of making a documentary eventually once Kanye got a little um a little bigger and started he, he kind of grew apart from this guy and then towards the uh a little bit later on in his career towards more recent times I don't think they're still talking but they got back together and towards the end of it you can see that He's surrounded him. The people that he surrounded himself with have uh, it's changed a lot, mm-hmm. and the the way those people treat him and his clear mental illness has changed. Instead of kind of reining him in, like you see earlier in his career, the people that were in the videos more recently kind of feed into it, mm-hmm. uh, which it's um it, it's really interesting to watch, and it's really hard to watch at the end. Uh, just to see that, you know, there's really no excuse for his behavior of late. But it is sad to see people take advantage of someone's mental illness and enable it and let it get to this point. Because, you know, there's something to be said that, yes, he still said and has done the things that he's done recently, but people feeding into that and allowing him to ignore his mental illness which that's that also largely falls on him is that he's ignored it and uh gotten off of the medication and everything which you know the medication as i know that some people disagree and some people that actually have these illnesses um don't agree with their medication and everything but usually they treat it in some way at least mm. and it's really dangerous when you see it go untreated like it has here so but anyway <laughs> back back to the awards um next we've got video games like i said we haven't spent much time talking about games this year which is kind of disappointing because i know that we both enjoy them i feel like this year it's kind of been slow all the big stuff that uh came out i well the big stuff that came out later in the year i haven't played yet like god of war ragnarok some of the smaller games i know you're not into so i don't really bring them up but I think next year will be a fun year. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you want to lead us off with this topic? With games? Mm-hmm. Um, well, truth be told, uh, 
I don't I don't remember buying like any new games outside of just like franchises, like already established franchise games. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I'm not gonna say those because that's boring. I feel I feel like I'm just gonna go off what I I think was the most interesting idea to something that I w- I am actively interested in like playing is like Pokemon uh, Legends. Arceus. That game. I, I still hate that I haven't played it yet. <laughs> That's that that it, I need to play the last three now. You should. That game if you're gonna sick. go in on any of them, uh, I would go in on Arceus first, just because it it's the freshest one of them. Mm-hmm. It it departs from the formula the most. I played the remake of uh, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. I forget which one I had. I think it was Pearl. Yeah, it was Pearl because that's the one I had when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the worst of these three newer ones. It was just... looked pretty low effort and stuff. Um, which probably was because they were trying to do release three Pokemon games in two years. Which uh, they did. And I feel like it was to the detriment of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Violet is pretty good mm-hmm. it just feels like they kind of did a weird middle ground thing but Arceus they really the way that you interact with Pokemon the way that it's a fresh story because it's not really battling gyms it's more of like hey we just invented the Pokeball go study Pokemon so that's that's really interesting I, I think you'd like it a lot mm-hmm. especially since you're a fan of the series yeah that that's the one that gave me the most interest especially when like, I looked at a list of them and obviously, I had seen people like play Elden Ring, and uh, you've been talking about like you've been playing the old God of War game, right? Not the I newest did. one. Um, yeah, I beat. So I asked my girlfriend to get me the new one for Christmas, and mm-hmm. then I started. I beat the story of the game a few days ago, but I haven't played the new one yet because I, sadly, I've I told myself I wasn't going to do it, but I He's am one hundred percenting it. <laughs> I've, I've actually, after we record this, I can probably go and finish it, I think. I'm pretty close. If not today, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's my last day off work for a while, so... Nice. Um, but, yeah, I haven't played that one yet, but I've, I've heard it's pretty good. I'm excited for it. See, and I like that, that game release. There's been a, a bunch of big games that I'm just iffy on. I mean, I... So that that's why that one's the most interesting to me. Yeah. No, it's I would definitely give that a crack. It's um it was fun. I didn't beat it. It's it just kind of fell off the side, but I definitely want to go back and finish it. I'm traveling next week, so that's definitely going to be one that I take with me and probably play on the plane mm-hmm. and uh at the hotel room and stuff. So, I'm looking forward to to giving that another 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 try. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, it's actually one of the games that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, this game came... I have... This style of game has never really grabbed me before. Um, but... Usually, it's, it, it's extremely difficult. With story-type games, usually I wanted something that's more manageable, that doesn't really punish you, but... Um, and I've tried some of these uh, other games from this uh, company before, 
I just haven't really sucked me in. But this one, um, I got right before I had a week off of work and nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. And man, it 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 uh it sucked me right in. It's Elden Ring. It is the top of what seems to be like everyone I've seen uh, their game of the year lists, mm-hmm. and I can see why because it is um, it's great. I this is another game that I think that you'd like. <laughs> it it's uh it's challenging and um it I almost like quit and took the game back honestly, but if you can push past that first initial hump, like it gets. It gets really fun and it's it's difficult, but it it really gives you satisfaction whenever you go through, and you know a boss kills you twenty times, but then you just figure out that move set. You figure out what you need to do, mm-hmm. and uh, you hit all your stuff just right, and you get it done. And it, it it's that loop, um, and that open world of kind of being able to go and discover all these little little nooks and crannies and things like that and it doesn't give you much to go off of so you really have to hunt things out and discover things on your own and and things like that and uh the online community around it when it came out was really great because they don't give you much to go off of so everyone was just kind of discovering things as they found it and saying that online was really cool but it's it's great um it's something that i don't think i'll go back to anytime soon Mm mm-hmm um, I know a couple of our friends like played through it multiple times. Uh, some people on some podcasts I listened to did that as well. Once I beat it the first time, I was satisfied uh, for a while, but I, I think I'll go back to it eventually. Uh, yeah. There's so many different play styles and things you can do as well. Um, all the stuff that you can put your like, experience into and things. I, I played a, pretty much like a, a melee build. Um I definitely want to go back and try the magic one day. If not in this, I hope they're working on a sequel because I feel like that would also be a lot of fun. So, but this is this is great. Mm-hmm. I do have some honorable mentions. Uh, one of them is the new Lego Star Wars game, the Skywalker Saga. <laughs> a game I never got around to. It's I didn't buy it. That being said, it's uh, a lot of fun. It is a kids' game. It's not difficult. It's the classic Lego stuff. It's just funny cutscenes, funny retelling to the story. Um, I clocked it. I 100% of it. I got the, the, what are they called? Master trophies. Platinum. On, platinum trophies. Yeah. Platinum. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got that for it. I put a lot of time into it. It's, it's great. Um, it's different enough. Okay. I, so it's very different from the Lego games that I played when I was younger. Mm-hmm. This is the first one I've played in a while. I don't know if this is how all the Lego games are now. But um, there was a lot to do. Lots of stuff to find. Um, and other than just the main story missions, there was a lot of fun side stuff to do, which I thought was was good. It kind of kept me into it for longer. But mm-hmm. there was this. And then one more. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> See, is this another... is one of the, the franchise games that I get most years. There's been... Three or four years, especially more recently, yeah, um, that I didn't buy them. But this one, I knew was going to be at least pretty decent. <laughs> so I haven't really gotten into one, uh, you know, because we play them together. I, I haven't really played one much since 
Call of Duty Ghosts, which mm-hmm. when did that come out? Like 2015, 2014, something like that. That was the COD that, w- that switched from PS3 to PS5, or 4, sorry. It was COD Ghosts. Yeah, so, that was the 2013. Okay, so 2013. So Pretty it's sure. been, it'd been like eight or nine years since I really got into one. Uh, I think the only ones I'd gotten since Ghosts were in 2019. I got um, Modern Warfare 1, the remake, and I played a little bit of that. It was fine. I got Cold War a, a couple years ago, and I mostly just played the story in that, which was a fun story, but I didn't mm-hmm. do any of the multiplayer. But this one um, really has me nostalgic, you know, going back and just grinding on multiplayer again uh, mm-hmm. with the boys. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it has. It's, 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 been, it's been a good time. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, kind of a boring answer. I get, but this is something my honorable mention, but it's been a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. So now we get into more of the stuff that we get more of a chance to talk to on the show. Uh, Next up, we have the worst performance in a TV show or movie this year. (laughs) I'm curious as to what your answer will be. I want to know what yours is, too. Um, Because isn't this the one where you said you were going to have some... Do you want to count down and do it? (laughs) Say it at the same time. I think ours are going to be different, but... Okay, can. that's fine. <laughs> what's what's yours? Jared Leto. <laughs> I thought about it, but honestly, I had to make it. I had to. Honestly, I I don't think his performance is that bad. <laughs> I don't know compared to the rest of the movie. But we'll talk about that later. Go ahead. <laughs> what about Jared Leto's performance? Just, really, everything about that movie is just disappointment to me. I, and I wasn't even like expecting anything when we saw it, bro. I knew it was gonna be bad, but yep. like it just, yep. it was worse than expected. And there was one thing in the movie that was okay that I was okay with, and that was Matt Smith's character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the only thing I still care for to this day because it's the only thing you'll see memes of now. Mm-hmm. Just the videos of him dancing. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. I mean, like I said, I I thought about putting him here. I just don't feel like his performance is the worst part of that movie. I feel like you I feel like that view would change if you watched it again. <laughs> you might be right. Have you watched it again? Have you watched That'd Jared Leto in anything? <laughs> yes. Uh he was the best part of the Suicide Squad. Okay. Oh. And he was the best part of Zack Snyder's Justice League, too. For sure. <laughs> anyway, um, for me, it's Tom Hanks and Elvis. I haven't seen Elvis. I haven't, I haven't seen Elvis I heard either. something about a bad accent in it, though. But I've seen a lot of clips of Tom's, Tom Hanks as Elvis's manager. And oh my god, he is doing the worst. I don't know what accent he's trying to do. It's awful. And just like the delivery of his life, it's, it's, I was interested in watching this movie and my girlfriend really wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And I saw clips of his performance and they were so bad that I haven't seen the movie. So <laughs> it, um, yeah, it's a terrible accent. It's a terrible, like, just all around performance by him, it seems. You know, maybe if I saw the movie, there might be some redeeming qualities, but based off what I've read, there's not. <laughs> he's just, he's playing a terrible 
character, but he's doing it ineffectively. Putting on this awful accent and just delivering things and the, delivering lines and mannerisms and stuff in inconsistent and terrible ways. It's 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 rough to watch, and I don't think I could sit through the movie with him as it as the <laughs> as that character. It's fair enough. No good. I do have an honorable mention though. Um, Who's that? <laughs> Jared Leto again? No, no, no. It's not. It's. The only reason that this didn't take the spot, because I wanted to give it to this performance because I'd seen that movie, but I feel like I chose Tom Hanks because I don't feel like there's been that many awful performances in movies that I've seen this year, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But Elizabeth Olsen in um, The Multiverse of Madness, the reason I didn't put it on here, though, was because I feel like a lot of that was the writing of the character. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that and i think part of it was the fact that um wandavision came out before this where initially they were supposed to be flipped mm-hmm. it makes the um the characters motivations all weird um the switch up of like whether she's a good guy and then a bad guy and then a good guy again like it just doesn't make sense and you can see that in her performance as the character. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem believable. But I, the more I think about it, I'm not going to watch the movie again to confirm this. <laughs> but I don't think it's. I, her performance bothered me, but I don't think it's the actress. I think it is more the writing, and the story that she was given, and the mm-hmm. circumstances around the release of this movie. That yeah. hurt it. So I don't want to give her the the award for the worst performance because I don't think it's on her. Mm-hmm. But I did want to mention that. Yeah. All right. Now we've got best performance. Do you want to take us through yours? <clears throat> I. We've talked about him on the on our show before, uh, at least two or three times. Uh, I went with Patty Considine. He played oh, Viserys, and I, I, uh, I didn't ever since I saw it. it, I just like, I just he, <laughs> it's been ingrained in there as like the most significant portrayal of something. I thought, I thought it was great. The he, he's I, the, like the sad. What, what did they call him? What? Like the broken king or something? They they called him so, like George R. R. Martin had like a nickname for him. And they, he just played it, and George R. R. Martin, the writer of the character, said he came out and did a better performance like than he could have ever written, which was insane. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's, I'm... you got to still say your other one, though, at least for an audience. I will. <laughs> I will. I just... <laughs> I do think that if I had thought about it, he would have made it. Mm-hmm. The, the guy that I have was great as well. Yeah. It's Kehua Kwan from uh, uh, Everything seen. Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the guy who plays Short Round in Indiana Jones 2. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, and he was in the Goonies as well. He didn't act for a long time. And apparently he saw Crazy Rich Asians and was like, maybe I'll get back into acting again. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the story that I've heard that got him back into it, which I think is... Kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it is too. He was a successful child actor, and he was just like, ah, "I'm done acting." Uh, I th- I think that well, I think 
I don't think it was that. I think that he was, uh, he didn't want to be, like, stereotyped as this, you know, the the little Asian kid or whatever, so mm-hmm. he took a break, um, but he came back. I think he's had some roles, but this is the first, you know, big uh, movie that he's been in, which this is kind of a smaller independent movie, even still, but it got a lot of traction later on. Mm-hmm. Um, his performance in this is amazing, like, just his... Uh, his little funny kind of aloof dad <laughs> role that he plays, um, and how we see him evolve through the course of the film as he as the plot unfolds. I don't want to say too much, but um, and some of the other sides of him that we see, uh, the fact that he can play all of those different sides in different situations, um. I think works really well. Mm-hmm. And then some of the biggest, hardest hitting emotional moments in the movie. There there are a ton in this movie. But there's one or two that are very important for the plot to end up where it does and for certain characters to grow the way that they do. Like the way that he delivers those are great. He's an amazing actor. I hope that we see more of him. I hope that he is the new Indiana Jones or whatever. <laughs> I hope so. Like, <laughs> what? Like, I I want to see more movies with him in it because he really. All of the main characters in this movie had great performances, but his really stands out to me just because of the the subtle importance mm-hmm. of some of the things that he does uh, in his acting that really contribute to the story as a whole. Um, I know writing goes into that as well, but he really executed those ideas perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then just his delivery of those big um, those big lines, those big moments in the movie were spectacular. So I, I think that's... Even with Patty Constantine being back on the table, I, I think <laughs> I would still keep my pick the same, but... It would have been a harder decision if I had thought of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> and now we're on to our best and worst movies and TV shows. So first up, we have the worst TV shows. Uh, so for these, we have top threes, or at least I do to you as well. I don't have to- I don't have three for the worst TV shows. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> okay. Because I-, I don't go out of my way to watch bad shows. That's fine. That's fair enough. How many do you have? Do you just have one? I have one, and it's purely there for one, like, bad aspect. Okay. Do you have three for everything else? Yes. Okay. So, I'll, <laughs> I'll say what I was going to say. So, for these that we have the three of, what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth and do three, two, one. But for this, I'll just do my three and my two, and then you'll do your one, and I'll do... Yeah, so... Uh, number three, Boba Fett. Oh, man. Yeah, actually, add that to my list. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, man. That was this sh- That was this past year. That this was early. show... Yeah, it... It's... It really makes my list, and it disappointed me because it started off good. It looked great at the mm-hmm. beginning. And then the pacing of the story was well. 
it was going well. Um, the character work that they were doing, I liked. I didn't even mind the biker gang thing that we got that people made fun of. I was like, that's fine. That's <laughs> believable in this world. I get it. Whatever. But then it takes two episodes off where the main character's not even in it, and it gives us two episodes of a different show. And then they all link up for the finale, and the finale looks bad. So it it's one of the it's similar to uh, Kenobi, whereas it starts off good and really strong and doesn't really stick the landing. Mm-hmm. Kenobi was better overall. It didn't fall as flat on its face in the landing. Um, but this one, it just... It really kind of felt like a train wreck at the end. Because it, it's like, you have this one show, you have these pieces being set up. And then the pacing and the momentum just fall flat on this face. Because it takes you out of it. You're in a different TV show for two episodes. And this was like a... Was it six episodes or eight episodes long? I think it was only six. They only got two Maybe thirds was... of his own show. That's ridiculous. That, that, oh man, let that me, is. Let me I look. should have had that on my list. I'm sorry. Because six seems too short with that, but it feels right. So there were seven actually. Oh, <clears throat> right in between, and it was like yeah, episodes so was... like four and five, first... or five and six. So it was very. It was close to the five end. Five and six. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, episodes one through four were normal, like for a TV show. They were pretty good. Five and six, different show. Seven, boom, you're back. <laughs> you're back in the original show with this. Like, it just, it was all over the place. It was crazy. I take it back. There have been, I, I do watch bad shows on accident. <laughs> well, we had to watch, it wasn't on accident. We had to watch it for this, this show in particular. Yeah, you're right. Um, the next up, I have the... I don't remember the full name of it, but it's the Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix. Yeah, I didn't watch it. The one with uh, Evan Peters? Evan Peters, yeah. It's one of those things where Evan Peters is a great actor, and he does a good performance. But... It did the... The thing that a lot of true crime biopic stuff does, whereas the the story it's telling is incoherent, mm-hmm. because it is all over the place timeline-wise, and you can kind of never tell what point in the story you're at. It starts off, which I don't mind this, it starts off with the final crime he commits, which is he gets caught and arrested. And then it goes back to the start when he's a kid. Mm-hmm. But then it bounces back and forth between when he's a kid, when he's living with his grandma, when he's living on his own, when he's doing this, when he's doing this. And it never really lines up and gives you a chronological story until maybe the last two episodes when it catches up with him in jail. Mm-hmm. So I that and then some of the stuff that they decided to focus on at the end I didn't sit well with me they really went all in on the fact that like he decided to become a Christian and find God mm. and someone killed him because of that because 
they tried to frame it as like there was a guy who found God in prison, and once he found out that Jeffrey Dahmer did, he decided to kill him. In reality, it was more that he grossed all the other prisoners and made them uncomfortable by describing his murders to them and and like doing all of these other things that they didn't show in the show that showed that he never really changed. Mm-hmm. And eventually the other prisoners got sick of it and so did the guards and things and they just kind of let it happen. <laughs> but the, the show kind of misrepresents how things ended and kind of paints him... It, once again, it does that thing that a lot of these things do and kind of paints them as a sympathetic like person that you can get on the side of as well, which is why I think they didn't focus on those negative things he did in prison. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't <laughs> didn't sit right with me. Uh, and then the pacing of the show itself was just unenjoyable. So, second for me. So now that we're up to your number one... <laughs> What is it? I mean, it's. It, I'm gonna. This is purely off of just visuals. And I, I mean, if I could give it to a whole like company, I would give it to the Marvel like production or like the people higher up that are making the decisions. But like She Hulk had some awful CGI. That's awful. mine too. So. Um, and so Miss Marvel, both of them had sto- all right stories. I'll give them that. At the the point that I got to in Miss Marvel versus the point that I got to in She Hulk, Miss Marvel Miss Marvel had the better story and the better CGI, even though they were both pretty bad visually. Yeah, so it they just looked awful, and yeah. I, I watched them every week, and I knowing I was not going to go back and rewatch them because there's no way I would make it through it. So I think I could make it. That's the thing is I think I could make it through Miss Marvel again. I don't know if I could make it through She-Hulk, which I <laughs> I think there's things in there that I would enjoy, and I think I just need to suck it up and go through it, but mm-hmm. I didn't do it for the show, and that's the only reason I, ha- I watch half this shit anyway, <laughs> so why would I go back and watch it now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll never see it, but yeah, the, the visuals and just the fact that like the visuals turned me off of it so much. <laughs> that I didn't get through it. I kind of bent the rules a little bit here and put it as my number one just because I didn't finish it, but I think I saw enough. Um, and with you putting it as your worst show of the year too, I think that kind of confirms that I did indeed see enough to be <laughs> to put it up there. Like what, well, like I said, like the story is fine and it's easy to like it's easy to follow. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. It's just it looks bad. And that you, <laughs> we we expect better from this company that has done better many times. Do we at this point though? We did at the time. <laughs> I I don't know if I did when this came out. That's it, fair. I don't have any faith in the, anything with them. It's now. gotten to the point where, for a while, I had faith in them for. Good stories with pretty good visuals. Mm -hmm. Then the visuals started to slip more and more as Phase 3 went on. Mm -hmm. And they've been abysmal all of Phase 4 because of their business model, which we've talked about a lot. I won't talk about it again here, but the way that they handle their visual effects versus you see Disney owns Lucasfilm. The visuals there are so much better. They do theirs in-house. Marvel doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, So... 
And now I, I really I don't expect good stories and I don't expect good visuals. So it's maybe things will turn around, but um, I think in a lot of other years, at the very least, when it comes to best shows and best movies, I think and I throw them at least an honorable mention. But this year they're nowhere on those lists because nothing that came out is is um I think Worthy really. I don't think better than okay in any aspect. Yeah. Except for maybe Werewolf by Night. That would yeah, that was that I think that would be the exception. I think it looked great, honestly. Yeah. There were a couple things that looked a bit iffy, but it was it it was fine because the the visual style was that of an old monster movie from the the you know, the 40s, 50s, 30s, they kind of combined a lot of those visual styles. And it worked. And it kind of, you know, covered up some of maybe the the the, the lack of effort, not effort, the lack of money they put. I, I think I say lack of effort when I talk about visual effects. I'm not talking about the people that make the effects. I'm talking about the studio's effort to make sure they have good visual effects. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to discredit the people doing it. I'm saying that they need more time and more people on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of sad. But anyway, something happier. Best <laughs> TV shows of the year. Yep. Um, I'll go ahead. My number three was something I did not expect to be anywhere near this list. Um, but here it is. It's Andor. I was, I, I was shocked. I I didn't had it in my top three, but I took it out. Really? (laughs) Yes. I had something else in my top three, and I put this in over it. Uh, (laughs) kind of. I made my list uh, earlier today, and then later this afternoon, the more I thought, I kept thinking about it. I shuffled some things around. This is one of those things where the more I thought about it, the more I thought that it deserved to be in there. I, it, I do think it would have been an honorable mention no matter what. So, yeah, because it was great. That's where that's where it started on my on, in my notes. It but it it moved to number three. It's I didn't expect much out of it, and it over it under promised and over delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked it. it Gave a pretty simple story. It didn't overcomplicate things. It, it, the visuals in it were amazing. The performances were great. Um, there were a couple performances in here that I kind of toyed with. Uh, th- kind of, they started off whenever I had, you know, ten uh, best performances and started narrowing it down. A couple of them started there. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Stellan Skarsgård, his performance in this is great. Yep. And he was in contention for that spot for me. Um, mm-hmm. The performances were great. It's a pretty simple story. You know where things are going, but that's not a detriment to it. Like, you know where his story ends and what type of person he'll be later on. Mm-hmm. But whereas in some things that's detrimental to the story... They don't let it be in this because it keeps you captivated in other ways where you don't think about it. Mm. Um, and I'm really excited for what they do next with this character in the show. Um, I this was probably 
my second biggest shock of the year. It's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what have you got? For my number three, I'm n- <clears throat> I know you've watched it. I don't know if you included it on your list or an honorable mention, but I'm going with uh, Winning Time, <laughs> the, the Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. That was that I was an honorable show. mention for me. That show was great. And it's very um, different from what I've like normally just seen. So Yeah. It's a really good way to tell a story like this. Mm-hmm. Very like the rep the representation of the story is very stylistic for the era um that it was in in, in that seventy mm-hmm. the Early 70s with the Showtime Lakers and everything. Or late 80s. Or late late 70s, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the performances in this are great, too. Yeah, so I, I, I think the camera work mentions. is also something to be noted. Because these actors are nowhere near like the actual height of like Kareem or Magic. And like the oh, yeah. work that they do to make everything look right and natural is, is awesome. Uh, so Yeah. <clears throat> I liked it a lot. That's that's why I included it on here is just because I I thought about it in the production on it I thought was amazing so Mm -hmm. I think it's good I thought about it but the uh, the three that I put in here just were such powerhouses Mm -hmm. (laughs) the three things in here are probably in my top five things that happened this year maybe not quite at least top ten I don't I don't even know if Winning Time cracks the top ten but it's up there. It, it is a great show, and I'm mm-hmm. really excited for... Have you seen where they're thinking about doing it, like, up until the present day? No. Like, so, they're not gonna... So, the first season, they essentially did Magic Johnson's rookie year. So, they're gonna go season by season? No, 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 no. Oh. No, no. They're, they're gonna do... The second season is gonna go through... A longer period of time i think a few years because yeah they don't win another one for a few years because the coach mm-hmm. uh ends up not being great mm-hmm. and then they get uh the assistant to come up yeah so yeah they 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 go through they're gonna go through that late 80s and stuff and then they're gonna go and do shack and kobe heck yeah and then, you know, go through uh, the end of Kobe's career there. And then they said they're going to get to LeBron in, you know, X amount of years. Like, this is their grand plan for the show. Mm-hmm. The, uh, honestly, since Discovery bought Warner Brothers and HBO, this might just all be canned now. I don't I know. I hope not. Oh, I man, read about I this before about all of that. I don't think that the show itself is, but this, like, long Idea. plan that they're doing. That's fine. Um, but that's what one of the creators said around the time when the first season ended. And I think that's really interesting. I'm, but regardless of what they do with it, I'm looking forward to more of this you show. You know what? And if, even if when they do more of it, if they decide to do like those couple bad seasons, I think it'd be interesting to see a show, a full season of a show where a team just doesn't win. Yep. <laughs> Nothing goes their way. I feel like that's just plot. What is this, Rocky? You know? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for my my number two, it's another thing that I really wasn't expecting to love as much as I did. I didn't mm-hmm. think that it, it would. I didn't think that I'd be here talking about it 
on this episode, but here I am, and it's House of the Dragon. Yep. Um, I feel like this might be your number one. I have like a one A one B situation. Okay. And well, I, well, the I, other one I you didn't haven't know. seen. So I, 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 we can talk about this as like both of our second, because you haven't okay. seen the other one I've seen. But yeah, yeah so love this show. <laughs> my my number two, your one B. Uh, the we already talked about Patty Constantine's performance, amazing. Everybody's um, performance in it, honestly. I thought. Y- yeah, no, it's the way that they, um, the structure of the episodes, where it just it, it it grabs you at the end of every episode, and you're just like begging to see what's next. <laughs> the way that they. Uh, can do all these time jumps to give you a, a, a long a long form story that spans multiple years mm-hmm. in um, just a, a 10 episodes I think really worked and I, I know some people kind of got lost and confused but I feel like it dropped enough hints and yeah. made you feel like a time had passed so I feel mm-hmm. like that really worked um, looked amazing um, I know that we talked about how you hated how the dragons looked at first. No, I just hate the way Caraxes looks. Yeah. He's I think at first you thought that's bastard. how all dragons looked. I was like, is, I, I was had to issue. go back and look at it. I was like, I don't remember one looking like that at all out of the three yeah. I had seen. So I was like, whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's um, it's great. And once again, I'm, I'm really looking forward to more of this because I didn't expect it. I kind of... I had watched Game of Thrones, and I was kind of done with it after I saw it the first time. Mm. This show got announced. My girlfriend hadn't seen Game of Thrones. We watched all of it. It was one of those things where I was like, yeah, this started off as a really amazing show. And then it got... It was pretty good by the end, but it really fell off, and I can see why everyone's tired of it and everything. But this really reinvigorated the the fan base and things I, mm-hmm. I think that it got to the point where after a couple of episodes uh it was it wasn't nearly uh to the heights that game of game game of thrones was mm-hmm. with everybody talking about it but it was it was close it was um trending every week <laughs> yeah and a lot of people that i know were uh talking about it every monday when we got to work and things so it was it was. It really surprised me how well this held up and how they did with their new showrunners and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that it continues to get better moving forward because this first season really surprised me with the quality and um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of it for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to touch on like the best scene that I think Patty did included some of the best like just uh like oh gosh what's the word i'm thinking of practical practical effects and cgi effects it was very two-face-esque when he was dying and he gave that speech like when he took his mask dinner. off yes and it, it looked great it looked amazing and disgusting it was uh, it was vile awful looking so <laughs> i listened to a podcast where somebody interviewed the makeup artist mm-hmm. that did that. Yeah. Um, they they really went into depth on how they 
they pulled that off. It's really interesting. I, I can send it to you if you're interested in. Yeah, I, but it's just the way that you've got to like hook like like I understand it's like prosthetic stuff on them, but the way they have to like attach it to you to where it actually moves with like your jaw naturally, mm-hmm. I would assume is just insane. So they said that he started off and he had you know an hour two hours in the makeup chair and then by the end he was in there for like six hours <sighs> so it, it's 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 really amazing just all the visual effects they have in that but mm-hmm. that that scene you're talking about really looks great because it, it doesn't look it looks grotesque it's kind of hard to look at it wasn't mm-hmm. hard for me to look at but like i could see how i know yeah. my girlfriend didn't like seeing it and stuff but it's like I enjoyed seeing it. I was like, "That's wild." <laughs> I was I was over here like, you know, ha- having a having a like stroke because the visuals were so amazing and like geeking out over how they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it, it, it looks uh, it, it's amazing how they pulled that off for sure and everything in the show. It was great. Do you want to go and uh, give your number one since... I can. So, my 1A, I know you haven't seen it, because we've talked about it multiple times. Um, But something that stood out about the show is that the entire last episode is a one-shot. So, over 20 minutes long was just a constant one-shot, and it was great. Maybe not the last episode, but either that one or the one before it. So, either the last one or the penultimate one. Mm -hmm. It was great. It's It's the bear. Um... You've seen people talk about it, I'm sure. And I love one shots. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch this show now. But like that, one of the episodes is just a full one shot, and it's about a restaurant. And it's <laughs> that one shot episode had me stressed out <laughs> the whole time, and it, it was great. And the guy that played, I think his name's Carmine. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, what's his name? Um, you might not know the answer to this. Was it truly? one shot and like one take or was it so 1917 the movie has uh, one yeah, cut I, in it because someone yeah, gets knocked out but it his was name's Carmen not Carmine sorry okay but it was just filmed to look like it was one long take they they did multiple takes but they just did some crazy stuff with when they were outdoors having to make sure the lighting was just right to do different takes and the way they cut it together and I'm I, I, I love it both ways but like then a Woody Harrelson movie Lost in London was actually one continual take the whole time. Mm. Do you know which way it was? I'm just curious. I'm looking up. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. It's the um, second to last episode. Yeah, I think. I know there's an episode. Yeah, there's an episode of um. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House that is like 1917, where it's also like a simulated one take. Mm. Let's see. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was just one take. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to watch it now. It's been on my list of stuff to watch, uh, but I just haven't. I haven't yet. (laughs) Sorry for the little quiet there. I was still reading. No, no, no. You're good. Um. Yeah. So. I'm actually surprised that my honor, the thing that I bumped out and put Andor in, isn't on your list. I thought it would be, but we'll talk about that in a second. There's a, there was a lot to put on there, and it, it 
it's more than likely an honorable mention of mine. Oh, I'm sure it is. There's no way it's not. Um, got a couple other than it, too. Top show for me was Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Solid choice. This was my 1A. Uh, the thing that I was most excited for coming into the year, and it delivered. Mm-hmm. This is probably the best-looking TV show that I have ever seen. I'm glad that it came out when it did, because at this point in my life, I have... Um, a really good TV, really good sound equipment and stuff at home. Um, I wouldn't have been able to appreciate it as much as I did now, you know, Mm. three or four years ago. So I'm glad that I could appreciate it to the level that I did. Uh, Mm. I can't wait to rewatch it whenever I get my home theater set up, whenever I have a real job, or Mm -hmm. when this podcast makes enough money for me to afford things like that. (laughs) Whichever comes first. Keep sharing us with your friends. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, keep, keep, keep boosting those numbers for us, baby. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. The story, I've heard some complaints that if you don't know the, the Tolkien, the Middle Earth lore and stuff that much, the story doesn't hit as well. I thought it was great. The performances were great. Um, I'm really excited to see what they do next. But really the focal point of this for me was just the visual effects and the production, the sound design, everything. I feel like everything. it, well, everything on the production side. Yeah, uh, was was great. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's the casting was good, but yeah, just mainly those visual set pieces they have. Um, the point when like the volcano explodes and they're all in the city, just like the way that that looks. Anytime they arrive at a new place, the big wide spanning shot they do, all of those looked amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I'm I'm ready for more. It's it's. The best looking thing I've seen at home ever. It's amazing how One, I can see like the guy that plays Elrond in this show, like as a young version of the like uh, original actor for Elrond, but I can mm-hmm. also see him as <laughs> the younger version of Ned Stark, <laughs> which he was in Game of Thrones as well. He's just a little yeah. small. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that he was also young Ned Stark. It was only in, like, one or two episodes. So. In those flashbacks that Bran had, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's great. great Honorable show. mentions, uh, for me, the one that we haven't talked about yet is The Boys Season 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that came out this year. Yeah. That's right. I thought it would be on your list. Uh, I don't know. But I, yet, I, it this might have made it I... over winning time. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I, Winning Time was on my honorable mentions the whole time. Uh, the Boys Season 3 started off as my number three pick, but uh, I ended up, the more I thought about it, and or just... I knew The Boys was good, and it's maintained that quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but... That'd be, that might just, be why I didn't like think about it, because I thought about Andor, you know? Yeah. And all three of the shows I put on there were new. So that's probably on me. <laughs> mm. I feel like that goes into all three of the shows that I put on there were also new. And two of the one of them was my most anticipated thing of the year. Mm-hmm. And it lived up to that. The other two were things that I honestly didn't expect much from. But got a lot of like surprise enjoyment out of. So mm-hmm. that's probably why they both came in over the boys. The boys, I expected a great show and I got a great show. Um mm-hmm. 
Do you have any other mentions that you want to bring up? Uh, so I got <clears throat> both of these seasons released this year. Uh, I haven't finished season four. I'm only like halfway into it. I got to rewatch the last couple episodes, but I'm going with Atlanta. Season three, I watched all of it. And season four, it's just everything Donald Glover does, I'm a fan of. So I've kicked that show down the road for a while. I need to just go through. When is season four over? It is done. Oh, okay. Far, well, yeah. then. As far as I know. one of the the next thing that I watch, I'm probably just going to go through and finish that. And that finish season four that. is the the final season. Yeah. So. so now that that's over, I need to go through. I need to rewatch season seasons one and two, and then I need to finish seasons three and four. Mm. I don't think I ever even started three. It came Did you out ever finished two. Very recently, I finished two. Yeah. Yeah, three came out. In March ish, and then the last one finished in, in like November or something. Because oh, okay. I think he was just trying to get out of it at this point because he signed the deal for like two more seasons. Yeah, but he didn't want to release something he didn't like. Mm-hmm. So that's why well, it so makes good. sense. Yeah. He just seems like that type of dude. Yeah, for sure. He's got to go make that community movie now. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Just don't bring back Chevy Chase. He's dead in the universe, so he shouldn't be back. Oh, good. <laughs> and also, everyone involved in that hates him, so... Good. <laughs> I think he died, and, like, they killed him off. They just, they just got sick of his shit, so they killed him off, like, in the middle of the fourth season. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> Anyways. But, <laughs> yeah. Enough about that uh, piece of crap. <laughs> it's been brought up for it, twice this month. Or not in the past month, I should say. Not this month, but the past month. Yeah. Uh, do you have any more honorable mentions, or should we move on to the worst movie? That's all I got. Okay. It's going to be a long episode. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's the end of your episode. It's, it's all right. We're rearing out, kind of. Yeah, we're pretty close to the end. Uh, worst movie of all time. What's your number three? Morbius. That's only your number three? Yep. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> it's bad. Awful movie. Now, Don't see it. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Hold that thought. For me, my number three was Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, it wasn't great. It's... Sam Raimi did what he could. I ex- like. I know that we were worried that this was going to be like just a big cameo the party where like we were going to see 50 million different people. I didn't want that, but I still think that would have been better than what we got because they did this weird middle ground thing. Mm-hmm. They gave us a couple big cameos, but then the rest of it was just seeing other versions of Doctor Strange. I, I said earlier where um, Scarlet Witch, the, like her motivations and stuff, it felt weird. Mm-hmm. It felt unconvincing. Um, it Once again, it... it America Chavez, like her introduction and stuff, she she was a good part of the movie, but she didn't get enough to do because they were focusing on other things. And then what really hurt was that they Sam Raimi kind of had some horror elements in this. If they had gone more full on into that, I think I would have liked it more as well. But it was it it was really in the middle, like it wasn't committing to any of the big swings it could have taken, like making a full horror movie, giving us a million cameos. 
I feel like either one of those big swings would have. I would have preferred the horror movie, but mm-hmm. either of those uh, big swings they could have taken would have been better than kind of the little toe dips they did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, for my number two, I'm really curious about your top two now. I went with the bubble. I watched this. What the uh, hell is that? It was a that? Netflix movie. It had a bunch of people in it. Like Karen Gillan. Uh, let me look at the list. It was a Judd Apatow movie, I think. Judd Apatow movie. I've never even heard of this. <laughs> yeah, it's got Karen Gillan, Pedro Pascal, Leslie Mann, who are some of the other big names. Was it Keegan-Michael Key? Is that who's in it? Yeah, it's Keegan-Michael Key who's in it. James McAvoy's in it. Uh, what's the guy from the X-Files? I have no clue. Dave Duchovny, I think, is in it. He's okay. in it, yeah. Uh, yeah, a bunch of big names. It was a movie that released on Netflix, and it was bad. Real bad. Okay. <laughs> what was bad about It's a bunch it? of... Just... They're, they're a bunch of, like... They're, they're filming, and it's, like, covid so they're at this like random mansion somewhere filming this movie about dinosaurs or something. Oh, okay. And it looks awful. Then like one of the cast members gets shot because they try to leave. <laughs> they were all being forced to say and they were like had this like just mercenary group guarding the house so they couldn't leave. Okay. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, what, what else can I say, man? <laughs> Don't watch it. I won't. <laughs> My number two was a movie that I... It was so bad, I watched all of it except for the last 20 minutes on a plane. And then it took me f- four months to watch the last 20 minutes at home. Even though it was on HBO Max the whole time. Okay. It was Uncharted. Oh, once again, a video game movie that's bad. Maybe Mario will break the curse. Who knows? We'll see next year or this year. Well, Sonic already did that, didn't it? I guess you're right. Sonic was pretty good. I need to see Sonic Two. I've heard. I've heard Sonic Two is also good. I haven't Um, seen it. But you're right. Sonic was good. Um, This movie, it just. (sighs) I thought it was fine. (laughs) <laughs> I don't love the games, but mm-hmm. I feel like it didn't do them justice. Mark Wahlberg annoys me as an actor in most of the movies that he's in, especially these days. <laughs> um, just his performance felt... It didn't feel like he was doing... A, like he was acting as someone else. I felt like he was just playing himself, like the same person that you see in the vlogs <laughs> and stuff. The story just kept kind of going back and forth with with itself, and Tom Holland's performance was fine. But it's like, oh, this person's double crossing me. No, that person's double crossing me. You know. Yeah, it, it it was one of those where they tried to do a couple big twists, and it just all came out to be to feel repetitive because it was the same twist over and over. Yep. 
And anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious. Jumping out of cars crazy wild. Uh, I got the re-release of Morbius as my number one. Because <laughs> I gaslit them into thinking they weren't number one. Just okay. like we gaslit them into re-releasing the movie. You That's stupid funny. pieces of garbage. This is the worst is... movie I've ever seen. That's also my number one. <laughs> I see what you did there. That is pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this movie... I know that we've been lying since April, but I guess we can finally say now that it's we've a new year, to new this us, episode, baby. This movie was <laughs> awful. This movie felt like a bad superhero movie from 2003. We like, came home and recorded the episode after we watched it immediately and were speechless. <laughs> yeah, it was. I remember there were so many times I leaned over you during the movie and I was like, I don't even think this will be interesting to talk about. Because it's just. It's bad. Like it's, it's probably not even... you're trying to convince me to leave. <laughs> I think I didn't. I ask you a few times if we could just go. I don't think I was, I was being like, serious, we have to. <laughs> but I was like, I've never wanted to walk out of a movie more in my life. I will sit through the worst movies, but I, if I was seeing this alone, and if I wasn't doing this podcast, if either of those things were true, on their own, I would not have sat through this movie. It was, the performances were bad, but they weren't the worst part of the movie. Matt Smith's performance was actually pretty good. He was kind of acting his ass off a little bit. You know, but he's everybody good else, everything I've seen him in, which is wild, because yeah, I never every, think about it. Everybody else had pretty mad performances. Like, they weren't awful, but they weren't good. They did nothing to elevate the movie. The story was awful the frame like the framework was the the biggest thing is like the scene at the beginning they were like hey remember what morbius said when he got that medal of honor or whatever and they cut to him getting the medal but then they cut away before before he says anything so we never know what he says it's (laughs) it's terrible it's i hate it it's there's not much to say specifically about it we've gone over it before like i i I said to you so many times that this isn't going to be fun to talk about because it's not it's not funny bad it's just nothing it's just bad 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 yeah (laughs) and then i never thought that i would say that like the post-credit scenes were the worst part of a movie most post credit scenes, I either feel like, oh, that's pretty funny. Oh, that's cool. I felt like that maybe in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Oops. Now for all of them, I'm like, that's pretty unnecessary. These were awful. Mm. It's like, now the vulture's over there. Hey, how did I get over here? I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. And then <laughs> it cuts to Morbius just like looking intrigued. <laughs> Terrible movie. I'm like sick of talking Spider-Man about it. Is. <laughs> I saw a steelbook of it on sale for ten dollars. I almost bought it to give to you for Christmas, but I didn't. I would have thrown it away. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's bad. We've talked a lot about, even though we did joke about it being our favorite movie and the best movie ever and stuff. I feel like we've said enough about how much we hate this movie. It should be nobody's surprise that it's our number one, which is why I was shocked when you said it was your number three. I was, I was like, how can you find two movies worse than that this year? 
<laughs> I just That's... wanted to bamboozle them. Listen, man, they they really thought they did something. <laughs> I forgot before the show you did say, "Hey, with worst movies, I'm going to do something." <laughs> you said, "I think it'll be funny," and I said, "Okay," and then I forgot about it. <laughs> Good. I thought about reminding you. <laughs> I was like, nah. We're just gonna I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't, because that was funny. Because I was so confused <laughs> after you said Morbius was number three, and then I was like, damn, this bubble movie must be pretty bad. It is and bad. I was like, and then I was like, what is number one? Um. <laughs> anyway, um. Now let's get on to the best movie ever. I guess. Uh, do you want to start off with your number three? Oh man, I do not know what to choose for my number three. There were so many. Um, there were a lot. There were so many things I, have, I wanted. And I to... haven't even seen as many movies as you. I shuffled seen... so many things. Mm-hmm. My number one was clearly set. My number two was clearly set. I changed this number three spot so many times. Like, see, there's there's, there's things I want to include for like just visual effects, like straight up. Like Avatar, I would put in just for straight up visual like visual effects. But I would also mm-hmm. do the same for Top Gun Maverick. Because that movie has some of the best practical effects we've seen. You know, the story, that it's an honorable mention on that. The stories for both of them are what shy them both away, honestly. Mm-hmm. But if, I, if I'm going to choose something like that, I'd probably put... Mm, I'd probably put Avatar at 3 just because of visuals alone. The story, like I said, and I had a bunch of gripes with it just because it yeah. felt like the, like the, the whole thing about bringing back the same guy and oh and now he's not dead like the same villain mm-hmm. that died you know it's just I, I didn't like that but this this movie is a like every time one of these movies releases it's, it feels like a moment in just history for movies just because of the advancements that have been made yeah so i'm gonna hold my tongue i'll talk more about avatar 2 in a minute yeah um but for me, my number three was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Fair enough. I Like I said, I shuffled the number three spot a lot. This Pinocchio movie has been put in my bo- put in my top three and then taken out and put back in like six times today. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it really got in because of the the visuals as well. It's stop motion animated. It took like I want to say like either ten thousand or a hundred thousand hours to make. I don't remember, mm. but it took them so much time to animate this. The voice performances spectacular. Um, it tells that really good core Pinocchio story really well, mm-hmm. but it adds some flavor to it with adding different backdrops to it, um, different motivations for why um, Geppetto is making this wooden boy. And it's it's really great. It, you haven't watched this yet, have you? No. <laughs> you, you need to watch it. I, I think that... I know that I joked for a long time about us doing like a... Like, an episode where we watched all three Pinocchio movies and talked about them. This one you do need to watch because it's it's great. The mm-hmm. care put into this is amazing, and I think it'll really stand the test of time because mm-hmm. of the way that it was made. 
I loved it. That's fair. I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and move on to my number two. I don't know if it'll be a su- much of a surprise to you, but I put Glass Onion there. It kind of does surprise me. I I I like these styles of movies a lot, and I I just Benoit Blanc has quickly become one of my favorite characters, and I really want this universe to keep expanding. <laughs> honestly, um, this... as much as we had to say about it last week, like I I really did enjoy it a lot. And just pure, based off, like, pure enjoyment, it's that, or, like, if I'm going off pure enjoyment alone, I would say Bullet Train, because that was my most fun movie of the year, probably. Even though it's That's not crazy. a great movie. It's yeah. not a good movie. It's not a bad movie. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but Glass Onion's fun, and it's great, and it makes you, like, it's twists and turns you don't expect, and I think Ryan Johnson is going to run this genre of movies for the next, like, 15 years if he wants to. Yeah. So, I think we talked a lot about this last week. It doesn't make my list mainly because of the pacing issues that I had with it. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. The characters are quirky and funny and stuff. I I, I agree with you. I love Blanc. Um, I this movie gave me enough where I hope they keep making these. Mm-hmm. I just. I wouldn't mind, at this point, if they're going to make a third one, I wouldn't mind seeing a more traditional murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And then maybe them get back to switching it up. Just because I feel like this one went too far with trying to switch it up. And it really led to the story being uh, brought to a screeching halt in the middle of it. And you know, if you want to hear more of our thoughts on that, um, I think last week's episode was that episode. So mm-hmm. go back and listen to that if and you're And did new. you know that... Uh... Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in every single one of Ryan Johnson's movies. Mm-hmm. Did you see the thing about him being in Glass Onion? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, he, he plays the dong noise. Mm-hmm. That's a voice recording of him. That's wild to me. It it took me a second to remember what it was because I remember so, I was like I I read dong. that he was in all the movies and then I was like what was he? But yeah, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's just an interesting um, tidbit. <laughs> yeah. Number two for me is Avatar 2. Uh, Hayden touched on a lot of it, but this really feels like a pivotal moment in um, cinematography and visual effects. Mm-hmm. It's already made like $1.4 billion. Yep. <laughs> so I think that if it needs $2 billion to break even, even though they've already, even though that includes filming for like most of the third movie. I think they'll get there. Um, And it deserves it because it looks great. And like I said a couple weeks ago when we talked about it, the visuals are amazing. They take the cake. It's the one thing this year that I think can compete with Rings of Power visually. I think that this might be better, but it might also just be recency bias. Mm -hmm. But those are the... Two things I was looking forward to most this year, and I they both met my expectations um, visually. Yeah, I think that... Um, and the story in this one was a step up from the first one. In the first Avatar, the story was detrimental to my overall enjoyment of the movie. For this one, it wasn't. It, it added a little bit to it. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a great story, but it was serviceable. I would say it's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, great movie. 
Yeah, I think so too. I just <clears throat> we we've talked about both of those recently. So mm-hmm. as much as we want to say, it's already been said. Uh, so my number one, and I obviously had to go with ones I've seen. So I went with Nope. I am a big Jordan Peele fan as well. So I, I it seems like my picks have been biased off directing choices, but I, I truly feel like Jordan Peele does not disappoint ever. Yeah. So Nope, nope I, was great. Yeah, this... I also enjoyed this. I thought about it. Um, it never got put in the list, but it was in my honorable mentions the whole time. Mm-hmm. I Jaws is my favorite movie, and... You can clearly tell that Jordan Peele loves Jaws and made a um, like a space Jaws. Yeah, it was like a like kind of a, a creature, uh, like 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 an animal horror type thing, uh, but mm-hmm. sci-fi. And I thought it was great. The performances in this were um, really good. And I've seen it twice, and even knowing what's going on and stuff doesn't take away from it. I know that sometimes movies with a sort of twist in it uh, can can kind of feel worse watching it the second time. I felt that with a lot of mysteries I've seen. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that I thought it was great, uh, really good. Jo- like you said, Jordan Peele hasn't made a miss yet. So. <laughs> Well, on to yeah. your, your top. Uh, for me, this movie, I I think that a lot of people saw it and loved it and didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. I did not see this coming. Um, but it, and I went on like a $5 day by myself to the theater and saw it. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm interested in this. I want to see it before it leaves theaters. And it ended up becoming my second favorite movie of all time. <laughs> it's uh everything everywhere all at once. Mm. This I think what helped it at the time. I've watched it since then. I still enjoy it just as much. But also I had just seen The Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> and this or I think I saw this right before. I saw this in theaters twice on two separate Tuesdays. I think what happened I saw this on Tuesday, saw Multiverse of Madness on Friday, and then saw this again the next Tuesday. So it, Multiverse was sandwiched in between I really like the way that this handles multiverses. Mm-hmm. And instead of just being like flashy and trying to be weird with it, this is very weird. But it focuses on like character choices and character changes in these different universes. Um, the performances in this were great. The emotional weight of some of the scenes was amazing. The story that they tell and where things start off and where things end up it's really a beautiful story from start to finish i don't want to spoil it because i know you haven't seen it and i think you need to um i I just i need it is it on a streaming service right now (laughs) maybe i know your brother has it i don't know if your brother does like voodoo or whatever but i saw that the copy that his girlfriend got him had a digital code so Mm. I think I also have a digital code now, so you can just log back into my thing and watch it like you did for Fast and Furious. Okay. But, um, no, it's 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 great. It's... A lot of... A theme for my list have been things that I wasn't expecting that really 
mm-hmm. blew my socks off. And this takes the cake for that exact premise. Was things that I feel I, like none of my my best of lists were with anywhere near like what I was saying for my my predictions. Yeah, unless Nope was on there already. I think Nope probably was. Again. For me, Avatar Two and Rings of Power were both the two things I said I was the most excited for. Mm-hmm. And one of them was my favorite TV show. The other one was my second favorite movie. So, mm-hmm. other than that, most of my favorites weren't weren't on that radar. I know that for you, like your favorite show or your most anticipated show was like Kenobi. That might have been your overall most anticipated thing of the year. It was Kenobi um, or The Boys was the choice yeah. last year, and I ended up going with Kenobi just because mm-hmm. it was fresher. Well, we Tough. saw how that turned out. I mean, it was fine. Yeah, it was. It did what it needed to do. And uh, so now we've got our final three three awards. Uh, We have the biggest bag fumble of the year. (laughs) We have a whole episode devoted to one. We do, and (laughs) I'll go ahead and say that is mine. Oh, yes. I put anything Warner Brothers does, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, they did it (laughs) so many times this year. Um... Discovery bought them out. They released that awful Fantastic Beast movie with Ezra Miller starring in it that like killed that franchise. They let Ezra Miller run around and terrorize Hawaii and other states in the Midwest for months. They didn't cancel his movie or say anything negative about it, really. Um, they just... <laughs> decided that they could only afford to put two movies out this year they decided those movies needed to be black adam and don't worry darling two movies i haven't seen but i've heard that both are bad Um, oh yeah black adam would probably be on my worst movies at number three if i had seen it if i had to guess i I thought you said you watched it the other day no i thought about it i I asked is like should i watch it oh i I thought no (laughs) quickly no fair enough no i Um, thought about it yeah, it's you know they who did who was it? Uh, was it Ryan Coogler and uh, Jeff Gunn, or is it someone else? Who's the other guy? What are you talking about? It, like oh, the, the two new people, guys. Yeah, it's uh, James Gunn and something Saffron. Oh yeah, I don't know why I said I don't even know who I said a second ago, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't they they came in. Maybe they can make something out of nothing, but like. Even their tenure has started off kind of crazy because they had The Rock saying that, you know, phase one of storytelling was going to start with Black Adam. That movie bombed, and he's saying that it didn't bomb, and he talked to James Gunn and Saffron, and they said that uh, Black Adam is not going to be the focal point anymore. Uh, They brought Henry Cavill out of retirement. He stopped working on The Witcher and then they said, actually, you're fired again. So he left, and now he's working on um, Warhammer. I think is... the only thing like they didn't fumble on, I think, is that they're finally just like redoing everything, it seems. I, um, I'll believe it when I see it. <clears throat> but I, I do think hiring James Gunn and Saffron were, were good because James Gunn did probably two of their best things that DC's made in the past t- ten years. Yeah. So with with the Suicide Squad and <clears throat> Peacemaker, did you watch Peacemaker? 
I never have, no. That's an honor- honorable mention. That was a great TV show. Yeah. I forgot to mention it earlier. It, yeah, it, uh... It was airing at the same time as Winning Time, I think. It's mm-hmm. probably part of it. Yeah. The But the Safford and the Gun Hire, it's like... I, I want to... I have high hopes that they'll get it together, but who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, they, but them canceling the Batgirl movie altogether, them, but still released. That was before released. they were hired on. Well, I know. I'm just saying... Just Warner Brothers in general. Warner Brothers in general. And canceling these other properties while also still releasing stuff from like that original Snyderverse stuff. Just nuke the whole thing. And they're still releasing three more movies from the original Snyderverse stuff. Yeah, they're releasing, what is it, Shazam 2, which I'm excited for. Shazam is Shazam and the Green Hornet. They're tied for my favorite superhero movies. (laughs) Flash. Um, And uh, The Flash is not... Aquaman 2. Aquaman 2 shouldn't come out. Honestly, if we're being honest, Shazam 2, it's finished, so maybe it should. I don't think Jason... Uh, sorry, I don't think uh, Aquaman 2 should come out because Jason Momoa wants to play Lobo. Yeah. And I feel like it's too... He shouldn't play Aquaman anymore just so they can have more time for an actual... reset of, like... <sighs> like that. It, it, it would feel too quick for him to just immediately become Lobo. My thing with the... Saffron and Gun Hire is that I think they need to take some time just to let everything settle down and take a few years before they release anything new. But I think that DC is going to continue fumbling the bag by forcing them to push something out that's pretty low quality very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to ruin them, even though James Gunn has been good for every comic book thing I've seen of his. Yeah. But we'll see. Now we've got a, we've got two left here. <laughs> what is your favorite moment of 2022? I think it's probably when the Fiji bottle, Fiji water bottle became a main character in a movie. Honestly, honestly, I was sitting there reading through like the examples you gave me and I was like, that's that's pretty iconic to me. I love that. Fiji water bottle became a, I don't know, what in, movie? In Bullet Train, bro, when it came a whole focal point oh, of the plot. Right. <laughs> I forgot. That movie just washed over me and I, I wrote my Letterboxd review and I haven't thought about it again. That I thought that was funny. just a hilarious moment. I, I just... Out of all the movies I've seen, sure, I could have said, hey, Avatar 2 came out, look at this. Or Top Gun Maverick came out, they flew a bunch of planes in this, for real, look at this. Mm-hmm. No, I, it's gotta be <laughs> yeah. a Fiji water bottle getting significant time in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, when people watch Sex in the City, they're like, New York City's actually the fifth character. When they watch Bullet Train, the Fiji water bottle is actually the 20th character. <laughs> Um, there are a lot of characters, <laughs> but, but that's my favorite. Uh, for me, I have one, and then I have an honorable mention because I was afraid that you were going to take my my pick. Uh, it's okay. Sony getting gaslit into re-releasing yeah. Morbius into theaters. It was hilarious. And then that day that I spent <laughs> when I looked through and I knew how many seats were in the theater that was showing it, yeah, and I saw that the day that Saturday that it was out that weekend, there was one showing. Where one person went to see it, and the rest of them, nobody was going to see. Good. That was my favorite part of 2022. A close second is when the Minions movie made a ton of money because of the internet. It's funny because so it's, it's two sides of the same coin. One is like the same people that were gaslighting Sony into re-releasing Morbius. They were like, oh, we were all just busy that weekend that it came out. (laughs) And they tried to do it again. They were like, oh, we were busy that weekend too, or whatever. Um, (laughs) 
the same like demographic of people turned around and were like, hey, the Minions movie is going to be a box office hit because we're going to just keep going to see it and we're going to dress up in suits. And so much so that movie theaters stopped letting people in with suits, but they were track suits, took the track suits off once they got in there. It, <laughs> it was both of those things were great for sure. Wild times. And now uh, for our final award, favorite ma- miscreants on the moon episode. Uh, I'll let you go first. I'm gonna go with. Uh, it was probably like just the most fun making it. Mm-hmm. Episode sixty-nine. Nice, you know, uh, making a better Star Wars trilogy sequel trilogy. The sequel trilogy that was for sure. Uh, probably second on my list. That's one of the few episodes we've actually done <laughs> in the same room together. Mm-hmm. and uh that trilogy of episodes we did was a lot of fun i really enjoyed making those for sure and that was for sure one of like the my, that was my favorite star wars one we've done yeah so <laughs> um for me uh my favorite episode that we recorded this year was the morbius episode and that's because <laughs> um just the circumstances surrounding it i don't think it was a particularly great episode honestly i think it was probably a bad episode <laughs> But it's just the fact that we, you were here, we went to the theater together to see it, we had a terrible time, we drove, <laughs> we drove back, and we kept wanting to, like, complain about the movie, but we were like, no, we have to wait until we get back on the mic, and that was the first one that we recorded in the same room together, and it was just us airing our grievances, but then at the, at the end of it, I was like, you know what would be funny? If we just talked about how great this movie was and put that it's the best movie ever in the title or whatever. So that that was a fun one. That was probably my favorite of the year. That one just like hurt me. <laughs> just sitting there having to talk about. I yeah. remember sitting there. I was like, I'm so over this right now. It's like I hated that movie. That's funny. Well. Um, it's been a solid year, guys. It's been an alright year. It was fun going back and talking about everything that we watched and had to and in some cases had to put up with this year if you want to uh look f- it's you, if you're tired of oh god i can't talk anymore if, if you're tired of uh looking at the past and want to look towards the future well then look no further than this show uh one week from now we'll be releasing an episode where we do something similar um we go through different categories but instead of talking about our favorite ones from 2022 we look ahead and say what we're looking forward to most from 2023. I hit the mark on a couple things. Uh, two of the things I said I was the most looking forward to were in my top three of their respective categories. Hayden hit on none of his, apparently. <laughs> so let's see how good we are at predicting whether we'll like things or not. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about that. And uh, as always, I guess unless you have anything else to say, Hayden. Sorry, God, I was that's just, all I got. I'm just going to end the show. <laughs> anyway. I'm good. Um, We've been going for a while. <laughs> yeah, we enjoyed going through this with you. It, it's a long episode, but I feel like these usually are these really wrap-up ones. Next week will probably also be a longer episode as well. Um, but I enjoy talking, talking about 2022 with you guys. And as always, you can leave a like, rating, or review on whatever you're listening to us on. Uh do us a favor if you enjoy the show and you know someone that you also think would enjoy it. Tell them about it. It, it helps get the word out there. And um, as always, you know, it's been a good year. 
looking forward to hopefully a better one. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. And for one last time, it's more of a time. <laughs> this podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com.